Free Talk Live. You're welcome to call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And, well, um, not only are you welcome to call in and talk on Free Talk Live anytime that's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, any day of the year, including Christmas, it doesn't matter, whatever the day is, we'll be here from between 7 and 10. But we bring in some show prep, too. I got an article here from one of my favorites, the Foundation for Economic Education, because, well, frankly, I think we all need a little education in economics. Five lucrative jobs that don't require a college degree. So when you think about a college degree at this point, I mean, the, the cost is going up, 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 right? Absolutely. At some point or another, you reach the threshold for making enough money to pay for this thing to make it make sense. There are a lot of people out there right now who are saddled with debt uh, from their college degree. In some cases, it's never going to get paid off. Um, and, I, I mean, you know, it's keeping them from moving forward. It's keeping them from getting the jobs that they want to get, keeping them, you can't get rid of it in bankruptcy. Uh, I mean, the only way you can get rid of your college debt is dying. And <laughs> and a lot of these people that have these masters or whatever in these, you know, whatever crazy things, the only marketplace for them is what I call the parasite class is is to go work in some, you know, pu- public education to go go be a teacher somewhere and and even and 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 that's just like my niece for example we took her out to dinner the other night and she's talking about you know college and doing this and I'm like what's the end game you know what are you gonna do right and like that's not the end game anymore like college isn't the goal any longer it's it's whatever is after college and if college gets you to that thing that's afterwards and that's great. But it it's like and, and her whole line of work is literally she's like pretty much all there's there's, there's no private sector op- options that are pay any kind of money. And then when you go to work for the public sector, certain types of public sector, like school teachers and stuff, did you get these like the um, special like deferments on your college loan? Uh, not my niece, but uh, a well, actually, a cousin of mine who's same age, about 24. Uh, she went to school, be the one school for art and a few other things and. I'm like, where can you really apply that? College in life? for art. And she's like, well, I was by, I was working at uh, our art studios, art galleries. And, you know, I make a commission on when something sells. And but she's, you don't need a degree when some um, to you know to art. do that, right? And so I'm like, oh, you make any money there? And she's like, no. I, she's like, so I'm an art teacher. And she goes, but the great thing about being an art teacher is that uh, it was some kind of contract that she did with the school, and they're basically gonna like take care of her student loans yep they'll pay your as loans. part of the deal mm-hmm. and so it's like the only way that it, it, there's this whole like class of educated working folks out there that are young and the only opportunity they really have is to go to work in 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 the government sector and then of course you know that's just you know more and more people working in the government sector so us people who work in the private sector literally can't retire because we're forced to pay for the retirement of the public sector. Right. And um, wages continue to go down in the private sector uh, as, you know, as compared to the the government sector as we, you know, I mean, it's it it makes it more and more difficult. You're right. The I often list people that should get a degree are engineers, doctors, lawyers, and that's about it. But you're um, in many cases, 
people who go to work for the government also need a degree. Um, and so, so the discre- the degree scale that was explained to me, and I'm going to say this a little wrong. My cousin, and this was while she was at my wedding last summer, she was telling me about this. She lives in Mississippi. Uh, was like so. The first degree you get is, um, I don't know, it's like a bachelor's or something. Is well, the first one's an associates, associates, and then, and then a bachelor's, and then a bachelor's, and then so a master's, and then, then a so. PhD. I think she's got like a bachelor's now. Okay, and so that bachelor's is worth X amount of dollars uh, as an art teacher in the school. All right, that makes and, sense. Yeah, and then her goal is, uh, and her mother's really pushing her f- to do this. Uh, her goal is to. Get her master's because she'll just just by having the master's, she's not taking on any more, more work. Yeah, she just paid a whole lot more money. Yep, and you know, and 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 her, you know, my aunt, who's who's a wonderful lady, I love her dearly. She's been a professional in the public school system her whole life. Yeah, and uh, she's actually a psychiatrist, and you know, she makes a really nice retirement. Uh, and and basically, you know, my cousin's is like, um, it's like, yeah, you know, you got to get that. Get that master's as quick as you can because you really need to crank up that retirement. You know, by the time you're ready to retire, you know, you can, you know, bring home, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars, you know, a year. A year. Um, Move down know. to Florida right. and uh, you're in great shape at well, 65 or whatever. Now, what kind of contract did she have to sign in order to have them pay for her student loans? I, you know, I, she basically, the, she didn't say contract, she said like agreement. Okay. And, uh, to and, work there so long, so many years. And basically, as she works there, so it's two things. Because as she's working in a public school, there's like there's like a deferment, mm-hmm. and there's like a um, uh, some kind of uh, school loan assistance or a forgiveness. She didn't say that. I don't really exactly remember, but I also did talk to another uh, d- uh, cousin of mine who uh, is doing a similar thing through the uh, Navy, and I think the Navy is um, they're actually going to. After, after the the time is served in the Navy, the school loan is I don't know is paid off. It's satisfied. Yeah, uh, yeah she, she, basically the they're like oh I don't have to pay these student loans. But my cousin who's got these stu- student loans is like, you know, sh- she would have to like work. She would have nothing left over. Literally working at like a fifteen dollar an hour job, you know, at forty bucks an hour, and then feeding herself. And and then uh, paying a you know a couple hundred bucks a month for rent or whatever and some of her other bills. I mean, you know, it's just she's got nothing left mm-hmm. over. You know, it, and the student loans. I don't know what they are. They're several hundred dollars a month well, when, or whatever. But. Presumably, these student loans are basically anything that would be savings. Like the idea oh, is, is that yeah. you pay off the student loans and then you begin putting the same amount toward savings in the future. Um, so I don't know what. Uh, obviously I can't say what any individual may have in student loans. Some have more than others. Uh, presumably they believe they could get paid more than others. But the uh, one of the biggest problems is you got this 18-year-old comes out of high school. You don't believe they're old enough to drink. Frankly, um, they're not old enough to make a, a – you don't believe they're old enough to make a, a lot of uh, sexual decisions, but you believe they're old enough to to sign up for a contract that's going to hang over their head for 20-plus potentially plus years i mean my wife's student loans just got paid off she was done with college before i met her we've been together since 2003 i know a guy who is 61 years old and they're still coming after him for his student loans uh he uh like four years ago we were doing some legal stuff on like how to kind of like fight off and beat these student loans somehow and i referred him to some folks he never really followed up but at that point four years ago what he had already made for payments was like 30% more than the actual original loans. And what he owes now 
is something like, you know, and he went finished college in the 70s. Uh, and so, and what he owes now is something like three to four times as much as the original loan. With and, penalties and interest. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. the interest is all crazy and the penalties. And it's, 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 it's such a racket. It is. It's a real mess. And I... I, I it, this is a lost generation, essentially, is what's happening here. And uh, all you can do, you cannot save the world, ladies and gentlemen, but you can save your kids. Yeah, teach them some skills. Or let them go learn some real world skills. Right. I mean, I I frankly, there's very few people that I think are well served going from high school directly into college. Admittedly, if you go to college, you start getting certain degrees. You get a STEM degree. That's, uh, you know, science, technology, uh, mathematics, and something to do with E. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't have to know them. I don't have a degree in one of those things. But I also, you know, I never got a degree. I, I did a little bit of time at the community college, and that was about it. And everything's been fine up to this point. In, in a little town I grew up in, Palmer, Massachusetts, there was a vocational school called Pathfinder Vocational School. So a bunch of my buddies went to Pathfinder, and pretty much all those kids that went to Pathfinder and took tech stuff, they're in trades, they're making very good money, and they have virtually zero debt. Well, they have no college debt they didn't go to college. Right, they went that, right to work. That four years can be used at, some, at the company you want to work at. 855-450-3733. Tell me why college makes sense. 855-450-FREE is in Freedom. Free Talk Live. Talk live. You can call in, bring up what's ever on your mind. The number 855 450 3733. That's 855 450 free. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. We're talking about this uh, article from Fee about uh, five jobs that don't require lucrative jobs that don't require a college degree. But basically, what we um, established in the first segment was. College is more or less a scam, and it's going to put you deeply in debt and probably not provide you with much. Unless, you know, like I like to say, engineers, lawyers, doctors, there's a few degrees that make some sense. Whatever yours is, is likely, statistically, very likely not one of them. I know an MBA who uh, works on cars for a living and has a second job installing uh, appliances. A lot of my buddies, uh, you know, I graduated high school in 98. So that, and the huge push was back then was the guidance counselors. You know, listen to the guidance counselors. These guys oh, yeah. are going to, yeah. they're going to, you just listen to a guidance counselor, your life is going to be sweet. And let's, let's, you know, and they had these people, uh, these guidance counselors would recommend, you know, you get to like these firms that would help you write um, grant applications or college uh, college assistants or like grant money like a bunch of my buddies got like a few thousand bucks here and there for like whatever football is this that and the other thing chess team or something but uh and then like you know 2003 2004 my buddies you know got four or five six years in college and they're like hey dude can i go throw some hay with you and i'm like oh, what about that fancy uh college education you got how come you're not making like a hundred grand a year he's like oh man there's just there's really no jobs you know i i went to school you know Mr. Thompson was actually the guidance counselor, and he's like, he, you know, my friend Brian, he went to school for um, basically like computer-generated 
you know, cartooning, I, I forget what the heck it was called, but, you know, yeah. he showed me a little thing he made. And he's well, like, I'm sure that that's lucrative and that you can, that thing sounds like you might be able to use that back then at some point. Well, not, not, because guys not in India do it for, you know, nothing. Oh, I see. Yeah, and, 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 you know, third world countries or developing countries, these guys get, you know, have, um, you know, whatever. They, it's cheaper to get that education or they got it or something. So yeah, he just couldn't get a job. That's rough. Let's go to the phones. you got Tom calling in from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? How do you spell sicko? Sicko? How do you spell sicko? Okay. S-I-C-K-O. You know there's another way to spell sicko? I, I bet there's a joke coming. Go ahead. L-G-B-T-Q. Oh, boy. So. No. Oh, okay, that's it. That's what we got here. Whatever. <laughs> there's a joke interesting i don't particularly care what people do in their bedrooms um you know if you've got the time to be concerned with that then i suppose you can uh, pass judgment if you want it's not my interest just don't care so let's go on with uh, this article here from fee they want to talk they want to give us some uh highly paid uh, high demand careers that are uh sneered at because they don't require a college degree and when i was in school i don't know if this was said but this was the impression that I got was basically there were, um, you know, there were three career paths that you could have out of school. You could have you could go through like the shop classes and that sort of thing. And there was we have we had a handful of them still in uh, when I graduated in 1989. Or you could so you could take the sort of the shop class career path. And then go on to vocational uh, technical institute and then probably get a job in, uh, you know, the, the trades, as it were. And that was for people that were understood to be below average intelligence. Right. Sorry. That's how they said that's how it was presented to me. Then for people above average um, intelligence, we were supposed to go to college. Whatever it was, I didn't matter what kind of useless degree you got, underwater basket weaving or, you know, the art degree or whatever that uh, your degree was. You just had to go to college and get a degree. Yeah, as long as you got a degree and, you know, you get a job at some school somewhere. And government job. At at that time, Yes, you could get a degree with a relatively low cost. It wasn't going to be that big of a deal. Unless you went to a doctor and you're going to spend more. But still, the costs for going to college from 1989 to 1993 were going to be relatively inexpensive. Um, I guess graduating year 1990 to 1994, actually. So, you know, eh, that was the career path I was on. And the, the, the bias was that you're, you're the above average intelligence. And then there was this other career path of losers, right? They were just going to graduate high school and go off to work. And I don't. I don't think it's anything like that anymore. <laughs> you know, I think that. Frankly, I would be uh, looking for the person who takes their GED at 16 Mm -hmm. and then goes and starts working at a real job by, you know, when you're at 16, you're going out and you're getting a real job and you're starting to look at the future, then maybe you can start beginning to discern what it is that you really want to do. Asking a kid who's 17 years old, because that's when you're supposed to start applying to colleges. And supposed to know what it is that you want to do, I guess, because you'd want to apply to the college that has the best degree program in the area that you want to go, right? Right. And most of these 17-year-olds haven't done anything productive. They've played sports ball. Right. That's what a 17-year-old wants to do. I'm going to be a basketball player, baseball player, or whatever. Yeah. You know, if basketball can get you into a uh, university where you can get a degree at a low cost, uh, then by all means... 
play some basketball. It'll it'll burn some calories. Sounds like a good thing to do. I went. I was at work from uh, you know. I started working at twelve years old, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to follow orders. I wanted to be an employee. I didn't. I, I, not, I wouldn't have stated that to you, but I I didn't have any goals surrounding a career. I wasn't prepared to start talking about a career. I wasn't prepared for years after that. So asking me for that is unfair. And this career path where we say to kids, you got to get your SAT, you got to get your ACT, you got to go from, uh, you know, 12th grade to 13th and 14th and 15th and 16th grade and go on. It, that doesn't make much sense. So I think that it makes more, more sense to go out and get a job. And then if you need to get something, then go get a, a degree after that. First one, truck drivers. A high recent, demand right now. It is in high, high demand, demand because I think that people have seen the handwriting on the wall, right, uh, as far as truck drivers go, that at some point or another, some kind of self-driving vehicle is going to come along and replace truck drivers. So a lot of people have gotten out of the field, but that doesn't change the fact that today things need to move from one location to another. And there's some big companies that are in the space, so it can be a little more difficult for the the um, what do they call the the single driver basically the guy who owns his own truck to to make a living than it that it used to be oh it's tremendously I was one of those guys I essentially owned several trucks buying and you know I bought and sold hey we hauled it from Canada you know to New to southern New England and uh, right now if you want to you know live on a road in a beautiful brand new semi you know truck and, and be a real you know asphalt cowboy you can make you can start fifty sixty thousand dollars a year but what's your payment? You, no, just go work for a company. Okay. Just to go work for a company. You can go work for JB Hunt or Schneider, Schneider or any of these. A testament. And, and and if you wanna if you wanna be a a coast to coast driver, uh, and there's a bunch of them that listen to this show and they'll they'll test oh, yeah. this. And and the thing is is you know I young, love truckers. young kids do that and they get burnt out. But uh, yeah. I got I I know some guys that are making hundred grand a year doing it. Yeah. If you can uh if you can tolerate the the time spent away from the family, time spent away from I don't know, clubs or whatever it is that uh, you think you 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 think is going to fulfill your life or whatever. Uh, you can make up to $80,000 a year. Right off. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialist at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps. Visit giftcards.bitcoin.com. Pick the gift card you want, follow the instructions on your screen, and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. Talking about jobs that pay well that are that don't require any kind of college degree we're just uh, talking about truck truckers here uh, i'll get back into that for a sec in a, in a second here but uh, i want to tell you about freedoms phoenix it's a liberty oriented news aggregation site that means they grab news stories from all over the internet put them in one place if you want the newest and freshest stories on current events and science and technology and historical findings and liberty news and government overspending and the rise of the police state, it's freedomsphoenix.com. They've got it. I go there on a regular basis. Uh, well, I, 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 I go to the site when I click through. I get their daily dispatch. If you go to freedoms 
freedomwithanphoenix.com. That's freedom with an S, phoenix.com. And sign up. You can get the Daily Dispatch like I do. It's great. Freedomsphoenix.com. Let's go to Jeff calling in from Chattanooga. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, man. Yeah, you're talking about the truck driver thing. I, I've been driving now for 20 years. Thank you for your and, service. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just a great job, man. I love it. Yeah. I, well, you know, you know the, the, nothing exists in America that a truck driver didn't bring us. So thanks. That's exactly right. But, uh, you know, I, I make, in some cases, for an entry-level police officer nowadays, uh, I, I average around 80000 85000 a year. And I'm not, I'm not gone that much. I'm usually gone three weeks and come home for a week. Okay. But these trucks, these, these policemen out here that are getting, you know, putting their lives on the line, and they're getting shot out, shot out every day and getting killed. They're making half of what I'm making. Well, I would caution you on this, Jeff, although, um, I mean, you know, the, the, what we see on television is cops getting shot at, but it's not even one of the top yeah. 10 most dangerous jobs. And frankly, it's the yeah. truck drivers whose lives are shortened who are actually doing yeah. the more dangerous job, because in many cases, truck drivers, they're not getting a lot of exercise. They're getting obese. Um, they're, they're away yeah. from their wives who might be watching what they eat and stuff like that. And their lives are shortened yeah. as a result. I'd say the truckers have the more dangerous job. Well, statistically, truckers yeah, are. Well, it is a much more dangerous profession than being a police officer. Yeah, it's dangerous out there. I learned a lesson about that because I was one of those. I was almost 500 pounds. And uh, I've lost 167 pounds. That's in great. Last Good job. So, uh, How'd you do it, I've Jeff? 52 more. I want to quit eating junk. Yeah. You know, start eating it's a simple eating formula. <laughs> and, uh, hey, hey Jeff, know, speaking of being a, a healthy yes, trucker, uh, a guy I used to su- subscribe to on YouTube called himself the Wheatgrass Trucker. Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. Check him out. Uh, just YouTube search the Wheatgrass Trucker. And what this dude did is he sprouted... He would grow sprouts in his truck, and he had a whole sprouting uh-huh. setup in a condo sleeper, and he went from being a, a, a – he lost a lot of weight. He was He's a very fit, healthy guy, but he was heading down that road of you know extremely overweight and it's stuff. It's easy. And I, and I always recommend uh, the wheatgrass trucker to truckers. He kind of inspired me to lose some weight you know, a few years ago also. Because you're basically a trucker too, right, Jay? Well, I was. I'm not anymore. I, I got just sick of looking through the windshield. You know, got, I, I got, got burnt it. out. Thanks yeah, for the call, yeah. Jeff. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, but thank y'all. Appreciate yeah, you. No Bye-bye. problem at all. Good night. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Samantha calling in from Rochester. Samantha, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, long-time listener. Um, I'm calling because of the truck driving. Uh, I'm actually a truck driver. Thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, so the biggest issue I have is with the the whole driver shortage portion of it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of curious about this part because I I feel I like... Both. What's that? I think it's both. Sorry, caught myself. Nope. <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything. Um, uh, so what my concern is is that if I tell somebody to get into trucking... What, how long are they going to have this job? So is it going to be five years? Is it going to be 10 years? I don't know the answer to that um, because I pre- figure at some point or another we're going to have these self-driving trucks on the interstate. I don't know the answer to, to it, but maybe. And then what does one do with the skill set that one has developed over time with this, uh, you know, with, with driving trucks? I mean, how does it, what does it translate into? Well, 
So go ahead. Give me your thoughts. Well, as far as far as the self-driving trucks, I see that in the future, but I don't see it happening tomorrow, especially with all of the government regulation um, and all of the rules and everything like that. I get that you can get a, get rid of a lot of the rules because, you know, trucks don't need to sleep. People do. Um, but the issue I have is that, you know, you're still going to have to have someone in the truck, whether the truck is self-driving or not. Um, you're going to have to have someone in the truck to be sure that it's going the right direction. Because, as we know, just like humans, machines can fail also. Um, so, I mean, personally, um, because I'm technologically, it, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at technology and, like, that kind of thing. So I could probably maybe learn how to program them or, or take that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I can keep being in the trucking industry without actually driving but i'm also really young too compared to most truckers so i i have that that on as a positive for me make sure you save that money (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing is you don't really make a lot of money i know that's going to crush some dreams you're not making much money trucking trucking no uh when i was driving truck over the road i could make anywhere from a thousand to twelve hundred dollars a week okay and that was being a company driver, and that was uh, 48 states in Canada. Um, and I'd be gone for four weeks and home about six days. So something so, like maybe $50,000 a year? Um, well, if you take taxes out of that. Maybe yeah, like once, once you get taxes out of it, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks for so shining I, I a little realism awesome. on this. Uh, appreciate it, Samantha. Yeah, no problem. In many cases, yeah, I mean, you know, taxes diminish the amount you're making, but everybody's paying them. So, you know, you got to have some standard by which to saying $50,000 a year helps you to compare it to other jobs as opposed to saying how much you actually get. (laughs) Right. And and the thing with um, truck driving, too, in the truck driving industry, there's a tremendous amount of turnover. So, like, a lot of the guys I know, they were constantly, oh, I'm going to get another job here because he'll pay me a nickel more a mile or they'll give me this some benefit and then you know and then on the same token the trucking companies are always looking to find a cheaper guy to hire right and and in many cases uh when you're when you're really bidding companies against each other you find that once they get you over there that the thing that they said has some more uh you know caveats to it or whatever it doesn't work out the way you'd hoped it and then it's like oh it's a pain to leave Let's go to Richard calling in from uh, Tennessee. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Thank you, gentlemen and ma'am. Uh, this is the first time I've listened to your show. It's really interesting. Uh, I live here in Chattanooga, but I'm up in Cleveland today. Uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on uh, some things Samantha said and kind of back up a little bit of what she said about the automated trucks. I, I personally don't see it either for a very long time. A lot of drivers that are leaving the industry are leaving because of health in- Health risk. Yeah. Like just sitting. We're being pushed out. You know, yeah, you brought that up a minute ago with the obesity. You know, a lot of it is uh, the sleep apnea thing. And um, people don't know they have it, so they have to go get the test done, and then they have to have the machine and do everything that they're supposed to do. It shortens your DOT physical for one year instead of a two year card. Now you get a one year card. Mm. It's a hassle. Yeah. It really is. It's a hassle. And, um, the money thing, they come up and pay a little bit, 
across the industry because they are needing drivers. A lot of a lot of companies now are moving to automatic instead of uh, shifting gears. Okay, I was going to uh, ask you so what it, automatic it makes meant. It exponentially <laughs> easier to learn how to drive a truck. If you just learn how to back one up and hold lane, maintain lane, you know, stability. That's about it, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I've been doing it for 20 years. Thank you for your service too, Richard. Better. Thank you. The, the automatics have gotten better than they, the first generation. I don't know what generation of automatics we're in now, but um, I'm driving one now, and I actually like it a little bit better. The first one I ever drove was the correct. Richard, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Up eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You're welcome to call in, talk about what you want. We've been talking about lucrative careers that don't require a college degree article from uh, the Foundation for Economic Education, and uh, I think it's a great idea. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. If you're a retailer and you want to accept cryptocurrency, I have a recommendation. It's anypay.global, and they've made it incredibly easy for you. Uh, to take cryptocurrency, there's no paperwork or approval process or anything like that. You don't have it doesn't spend any, any really moments to be able to, to accept cryptocurrency. All you have to do is basically have a tablet at the register. Go to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com, and they will handle it from there. It's a it's a robust uh, website. It's going to handle everything you need. So sign up's easy. Help me take Bitcoin. Dot com. Let's go to Bad Slave calling in on the Discord line. By the way, listen to how he sounds here. You could sound this good, too. Just go to discord.freetalklive.com. Bad Slave, what's on your mind? Well, I'm really glad to sound well. Um, <laughs> you know, Mark, Angie, and Jay, good to speak with all of you. I, I want to address this to all of you and uh, the rest of the world uh, listening in as well, uh, even bigger than that, if possible. Um, the I think that the bulk of institutions and buses and unions and, uh, you know, instructors and, you know, people that get a break for uh, being in sports, uh, I, I want to I want to throw most of that out. I want to get rid of it. Inefficiencies think, in the marketplace, right? What's that? Inefficiencies in the marketplace. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, the fact is, is that, you know, learning is is the process of delivering data. No? Okay. And so also uh, the uh, young people that are motivated, which are most of them, I'll take your word vast for that. majority of them, <laughs> uh, are in fact interested in that delivery data, uh, data delivery, right? All right. The uh, uh, incremental cost of any piece of data being delivered 
you know, whatever kind of media it is or whatever, you know, someday probably going to be direct connections to our brains. But in the meantime, we have, uh, you know, now there's a screen in the the way at this point. Yeah, right, right. So I, I, you know, I think that the that the the actual cost for IT to deliver that data is approaching zero. Is that not true? They're certainly driving it down. Well, I mean, I'm serious. I, I, how much does it cost to watch a whole movie? The the actual action of 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 pulling in a movie and and getting that data and watching it. I mean, the uh, you know somebody wants zero. to get paid for it, but well, but look. but just the delivery of the material. Right. What's is, the wholesale cost of to zero? I watched Thor: The Dark World last night. And I had bought this previously from Amazon, so it's hosted on their site. What's the actual cost to Amazon to deliver me that uh, movie? So I don't know the answer to that. Well, the thing is, is we got to understand, too, is that anything that is that that we're getting for free is, uh, you know, we are the product. It's our our, the data we provide these all these companies, whether it's social media or selling us something or video hosting or whatever, the, the data we end up providing them. Is, is where they make all their money. In fact, even like Verizon, just having like a Verizon wireless phone, the fact that you have a phone service with Verizon is worth something like, it's a crazy number. It's like, it's tens of thousands of dollars that that, like you being a customer of Verizon is worth to Verizon for like, I don't know, marketing or selling or, so I, I don't know all the answers, but Ernie Hancock Jay. had someone on talking about this a few weeks ago. Jay, yes. Jay that, that is of no effect. Well, Hello? but I, well, yeah, give me be right. Give, give me the, uh, the 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 you know give give me the punchline here, okay? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just telling you. So you're saying that, don't that, get a job that, in that tech? Jay is bringing up an uh, an effect that no, that's no. only an effect for the stupid, okay? Well, but we what I'm can, saying we is, we can control what our appearance is on the web. So how much they're gaining? off of advertising and what have you is is not the factor involved well it's the a factor, factor involved is in what that the actual you know because of of the cheapness of computer hardware the the actual delivery cost of data is approaching zero and that information true and, or questioned is meaningful and to me in what way i agree with in, you in what way is is that why is it that in the last, uh, I don't know how many decades, I mean, I, I've been a, I, I was a school boy in the 50s, okay? And, and, and since then, the, you know, the cost of, of, of delivering this data to me uh, is, 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 you know, ramped up, you know, exponentially. It's ridiculous. I mean, this cost of $100,000 or more First, any kind of a decent data, data delivery is, in fact, it's a, it's idiotic and and, and what needs data to delivery stop. is a hundred thousand dollars? This is the thing that I'm you're not, you're not communicating to me, uh, bad slave. What I'm supposed to do with this information? I don't well, understand. I mean, the fact is, is that we should we should stop. Stop what? Stop actually, uh, you know, spending that money to. You know, get the data that's data? available through the internet 
and 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 you talk okay okay finally thank you so you're saying that i can get a college degree education for free online through mit and i don't have to pay a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars for an mit degree that's what that was the piece that was missing for me yes it's Uh, absolutely true i I was building up to that i I got you i just didn't understand (laughs) thank you for the call appreciate it 855-450-3733-855-450 free he's a hundred percent right College is basically free. The piece of paper you get at the, the graduation is a hundred, uh, what, 70, 50, 75, 100, 150,000 a year. You can basically learn or, uh, not a year, almost uh, anything you want, literally just from the internet. Like, yes. Like, I have a kid who's going to come make a knife. And I'm like, what kind of knife do you want to make? So I'm like, just YouTube search, uh, you know, making a knife, forging a knife. Yep. And so he's like, found all these videos and watching these videos and, you know, you watch these videos and watch all these guys do these things. I mean, and then you just actually figure out, you know, that you can you can do it. And you practice. And you know, I'm going to provide them with tools in the spot and a little, little help, and we're going to do it. Absolutely. And you pretty much can learn anything through these classes. Admittedly, they, some, of, some careers will want that degree, and for some careers, you're going to need to get it. But if you really just want to learn, the Internet's got it for you. Like, there's no... If you want it spoon-fed to you and you want the degree at the end, that's what college is for. This is the easiest time in history to skill build right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think uh, there's, uh, there's an advertiser out there called Skillshare, as a matter of fact, that, uh, uh, that, that does that sort of thing. Let's go to Militant Agorist. Militant Agorist, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? All's well. What's on your mind? You know, I'm in I'm in the logistics industry, and we do we've got a real big short drivers. Oh, so a shortage of uh, drivers for truck drivers. But doesn't shortage mean though that we just have to pay too much, pay more than we want for truck drivers? Yeah, that it is. I mean, of course, that's what it means. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, the company I work for, we've got a we've got a union. You're so. muffled. Oh, sorry. Yep. Well, the company that I work for has a union, so there's a. I mean, there's a set pay scale. And, okay. And all of that. Um. But so then you are you do have a legitimate shortage because you have a uh, a governor on the uh, the marketplace as far as pricing goes. So get, right, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. There, we don't we, like we can't find enough people to do it. And and I mean, I guess I guess that shouldn't be a thing because. Well, if we, you know, are, we are you a broker? We limit on how much we can pay them, but the, shouldn't the pay be going up because of that? If there's a shortage, yes. Uh, you know, the supply goes down then, um, and demand remains the same, then pricing should go up. Yeah. Are, are you a broker by any chance? I'm no, I'm not. I'm not a broker. But, but like, What's I, that but do? we do work with a company that does LTL stuff. What's LTL? What's broker? Uh, broker is someone. Yeah. Oh, so broker is someone who uh, basically brokers out loads that need to get hauled to individual truckers to get it hauled or companies, and LTL is less than truckload. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true, and thousands of American nationals are doing it. The Sixteenth Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. 
Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S-Paris.com. Free Talk Live. That's right, it is Free Talk Live. And you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. We're kicking off the second hour of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, any day of the year, you can call in. We've been talking about this, uh, well, the the five highest uh, paying uh, jobs, five high paying jobs uh, for uh, that are lucrative that you don't need a degree for. But it's basically been Trucker Talk Live for the first hour here, Free Talk Live. And one of the things that was said was that uh, you can more or less get the education of a university uh, through their online, in many cases, online uh, programs uh, that uh, you can watch YouTube videos and these sorts of things and, and get the education. And I think Andrew's got a comment on that. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? All's well. So the big thing is with a college education is that you're directly working with people who are holding you accountable and you're working with um companions and and co-workers basically that are helping you become the best student and learner you can be and it's not just about information do you mean like a bachelor's degree are you talking about uh you know uh, beyond a bachelor's i'm talking about before when we're in high school we should be working when working with other students you gain social skills and the ability to think critically that you wouldn't get if you were just reading a book at home. I don't know what it was like for you in high school, but in my high school, we were rarely, maybe a handful of times, assigned one of these sort of group projects. And usually what it taught me was that I could uh, talk the, uh, the, the ugly smart girl into doing my work for me. It's not, even, it's not even about the group projects alone, but just being in a classroom with other students, engaged in the student conversation, the teachers go to school themselves for a long time. Yep. School, uh, teaching as a skill has improved a lot over the past 20, 30 years. You go, if you so were schools are better now than they were. Ago, you couldn't handle it now. So, yeah. Okay. And, and the high schools are better now. The colleges are, would be better if we took better care of our TAs and the assistant teachers. How can we, we complain about the people? Using them as, how can we complain about the people that these uh, institutions are kicking out so much more? I mean, are they are they better human beings than I was at uh, you know whatever age, uh, whatever given age we're talking about? Because I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Best I can tell is kids are lazy. Like, I feel like this generation is amazing. I feel like this people generation get on this is generation's lazy. Case people get on this generation's case. This generation, if you look at the statistics, is working their butt off. I've started working work at twelve. I haven't found one person They're doing working. that. Oh, are you talking about They're, doing schoolwork as work? Is, or, or going to baseball practice I'm talking work. about I'm talking about this generation when they enter the workforce. This okay. generation is expected to spend more time on their phone, emailing the boss, and doing everything else. Also working okay. in the gig economy. The gig economy is very tiring. Yeah. You have to jump through a million hoops to even get a gig. Yeah. And then when you get one, you have to work your butt off for it. Yeah. So if you just break it down into hours spent working or looking for work, this generation, for what we get, benefits-wise, is very low. 
If you look at the the, I'll, the I'll say that the, the cost the, 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 the cost of labor is going down. I would agree with you on that. Is this that uh, the labor itself is uh, it's harder and harder to get compensated for it? You've got to you've got to look in specialized areas. That's one of the reasons we're doing this uh, particular uh, this, this particular bit here. Certainly, you don't get out of high school and suddenly the, the jobs just fall at your feet. I would not claim that. And you and you. And you don't just watch YouTube videos and suddenly think that you're a political scientist because if that was true, you'd probably end up watching a whole bunch of Prager University stuff and end up very, very stupid. Well, I mean, you, okay, so don't watch uh, YouTube videos through their algorithm, but you can. There's there's lots of great education out there. These uh, the colleges themselves offer these morgues, right? These massive online learning, whatever the hell they're called. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and and I I I took college classes and i can tell you that if it wasn't for some of the professors who really pushed me and i thought i was like oh i read these things before i read um benjamin franklin before i came to this class so i already know what he's going to say i'm like no this teacher this professor she showed me i didn't really know how to read him properly and it's just like a different way you're not selling me with benjamin franklin i mean frankly you can go read uh benjamin franklin for free in your own time the idea of paying somebody to tell you about it the thing is the thing is, you can read it, and I did read it. Yeah. But until I took that class, I didn't realize that I wasn't reading it. How does that make like me better at earning? I'm talking about just one example of okay. how college in the classroom changed my view on reading just for fun. So you don't think a hobbyist to co- college is a ripoff? Well, there would no, be a difference. Well, okay, take that back. College is a ripoff in the sense that we're charging way too much. And it shouldn't be based on how if I can get a hundred thousand dollars. Look at Britain. Look at um, France. Look at other countries that have better do better jobs of making where the lowest income people can get into the best colleges. That's what we need to do. Make college affordable, not just pretend it's not important anymore. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that. Well, okay, so again, I you can't change the world, right? Um, I. None of my listeners here who are listening to me are going to be able to change the socioeconomic system in the United States. You can yak all you want about well, how college can, should be as free. As a group, we can. Okay, well, we let me give you a rebuttal, then, Andrew. That's what people power is about. Uh, Andrew, go to you Europe if you station. want free college. Why in the world would you how stay about here? I make my home country better. But how about, li- like, why would you do that? I picked up my life and I moved. Why would I make my country better? No, oh, let me, let me, let me, give, let me give you, I have, a, I have a serious question here. This is a serious question sure. that I cannot get answered by one of these uh, people who wants to turn college into 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th grade. I seriously don't understand. Oh, and, and free medical, because that goes along with it. I know you're, uh, you're down with I'd that, I'd love too. to answer this question. I know. Here's my question. My question is, mm-hmm. I picked up my life 12 years ago to move for the Free State Project because I believe that the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property. I, like thousands of mm-hmm. other people moved from Florida, in my case it was Florida, but from other places around the world to New Hampshire to work for that one particular goal. If I found a place that was uh, more libertarian than the place that I live significantly, and I thought that that was the place where we were going to see some benefits, I would pick up and move there. So when I hear somebody say, they do it better in Denmark, I'm like, go to effing Denmark. Like, I'm not saying I want to get rid of you because I've been told to move to Somalia so many times that I could strangle somebody over it. What I'm saying is, is why would you live your life in Albuquerque when you could go when when paradise is just around the corner? Well, one, it's moving from the United States to Europe is not the easiest task. 
number one. Have you number tried? Two, not everyone can drop everything and lose their social network. Not everyone has that money. The poorest people oh. are actually, the, it's the hardest for lots of them to move. I, also, I, I was not when wealthy. We think about when we, <laughs> no, well, I'm it not cost me $1,000 to move. You as an individual, I'm talking about groups and their ability to move statistically. I don't, also, statistics and groups doesn't really matter to me, though. And make it a libertarian paradise, but that doesn't mean that the wealth that New Hampshire has uh, should ignore the poverty that maybe Alabama has. And we can't just empty out Alabama. Well, why Why Alabama? Because they why have not, poor people. Why because not Alabama, uh, Botswana? Alabama, we're talking, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the whole world. I'll say that New Hampshire, including, and the rest of the United States, benefits from a global economic system that oppresses the poor people. There. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I so will why say not, why not take, because the poor people move, in this country so telling, are rich compared to poor to poor people in other countries. So why not just tax all the Americans and send the money? relative deprivation. That's, that's a fallacy. That's a fallacy of relative deprivation. You might as well say, well, I'm only hitting you if you're domestically abusing your wife. I'm not, like, putting you in the hospital. Ooh, you have it so much better. No, poor people here are suffering. We have counties in North Dakota that have lower life expectancies than Sudan. I am okay? doing, and that's because of racial and economic oppression. Uh, you know, yeah, and it has to do—it has to do with genetics too. I mean, right? Like, um, you know, there's all kinds of issues that that, that come into play. Um, you know, American Indians have uh, a, a Native, Native American reservations don't have low life expectancies because of their genetics. They do, probably because of socioeconomic. They, they tend to reasons. They, they tend to uh, you know be attracted to alcohol and sugars more than most people are, and that therefore they have problems it's, with diabetes. And alcoholism. So, yeah, they do have a genetic issue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason why African-Americans eat soul food is just because they just love getting diabetes, what? but not because Who of the talking about African-Americans? came from slavery. Soul, f- soul food isn't going to give you diabetes. Because I know about, about African-American dietary issues more than I know about Native American okay. dietary issues. But I do know that Native Americans had alcohol and and uh, intergenerational oppression and trauma that white groups have not had to suffer from. So yep, when we start like, pointing fingers and saying, that's why they're alcoholics. So how much do I owe them? Team? Hold that's on, disgusting. Andrew, before you go on, how much do I owe them? That's what I want to know. How much do I owe them? Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. My name is Mark. Angie here. And Jay. If you've been watching Bitcoin's price today, it's been uh, skyrocketing. What Bitcoin is, is a Bitcoin is Bitcoin is a practical system for you to control your own wealth in the world. Right? Like it's not turned over to banks. It's not turned over to governments. No one can uh, prevent you from sending money to somebody. Nobody can pre- can uh, force you to send money to somebody without like banging you in the knee with a wrench or something. If I could add to that, uh, Bitcoin is the first peer-to-peer currency that actually works in the modern day. For years, I have been trying to barter and trade and buy and sell them like silver, for example, which is really hard to do. But Bitcoin is just so easy because I, I, it's like digital precious metals as far as I'm concerned. It's, it, they called it digital gold for some time. Go to Bitcoin.com. They're your premier source for everything Bitcoin related. They can show you how to get a wallet, how to buy Bitcoin, where to spend Bitcoin, places like SavePurse.com, uh, the latest Bitcoin news, engage with the community. You can even get some free Bitcoin. All of it at Bitcoin.com. They make it easy for you. Bitcoin.com. 
com. Let's go back to Andrew in Albuquerque. So um, Andrew called in to rebut the notion that you could uh, learn online. Um, I, I I guess that base, the basic premise is that, uh, that, that Prager University made videos and you don't like them. And then I asked kind of how... Like, why not just take control of your life and solve your problems in a practical fashion? And I think your answer was some people are poor. Um, the idea is that groups of people are facing oppression and that they can't just pick up and move. And if they do, they can face oppression where they go. So if you look at African-Americans after Reconstruction failed, they went to the north and then do the redlining and bigotry yep. and uh, discrimination ended up being thrown in the ghettos. So then what should they do? They Should they move someplace else, get beat up someplace else? You know, it's just like, where do the poor go to not be taken advantage of? I would and agree I with you that African-Americans had decades of real problems about f- figuring out where to live um, in the United States. I think that mm-hmm. individually an African-American or black person, uh, a black person can solve their problems, and uh, that would be through education, a hard work and a good attitude, right? Those things are going to go a long, but long way. But education costs too much money. I thought so. Now we're back at square one. Well, go Racism go work as a plumber. Made groups of people poor. Fine, go work as a plumber. Go work as a carpenter. I would like to point out what is the number There's one. There's only so many plumbers that they, not everyone can be a plumber, though. Go, oh yeah. Go to the plumbing businesses. Obviously, um, the trades is really the answer here, right? Like you know what I'm, I'm saying. Are, trade schools are amazing. And you can't just learn trade schools on YouTube either. That's the point. You need. Oh, to you can definitely place. learn. You can trades definitely learn the trades on, on YouTube. Watching videos, kids learn how to blacksmith. Can, they get the ideas, and then they go right into you, it, and they can apply it practically. I do it with them often. I teach well, blacksmithing. I, I know, I know, amazing plumbers and amazing tradespeople, and they would like die if they had to deal with people that learned. On TV. Well, you don't walk in the oh first day. There's a lot to do with experience. <laughs> right. There's not the, you don't walk in the first day at the plumber uh, plumbing job and demand the plumber's wage, right? Like I started at 12 years old earning minimum wage, um, actually lower than mm-hmm. that uh, at 12 years old. And, you know, that's you, you, you have few skills. You, you learn you earn less money. You start working hard mm-hmm. and keeping a good attitude. I think that hard work and a good attitude is a is a big solution to a lot of problems. But if you complain, Definitely, the government will send money your way. And and you had mentioned that these, uh, you know, like the African Americans getting pushed into the ghetto and being oppressed. The, the biggest oppression I think was going on with poor people is the fact that poor people are being tremendously subsidized by the government. And when the government and when you subsidize anything, you create more of it. So we have generations of people who have lived except, on government subsidies. That's that that's not necessarily true. The idea that just because you give people money to help them live their lives and not be hungry is going to just like demotivate them yes it does absolutely untrue by social research well it may be true in your in your head but if you research it it's not true what's going on in south side of chicago is a donut hole you can have a donut hole to where if i make too much money i lose a benefit and so i don't try to make more money that's true but if you do it gradually and you give people autonomy and you give them enough money to where they can do- go to school, you know, and be an apprentice so they don't have to have a hungry kid. Anybody can go to school. Anybody could go Not be. if I need a job. If I need the work Okay, then right go now, work at the plumber's office. You don't need to be, like, this is your, this is where How your paradigm's locked up. I can't afford daycare. 
And how can I afford daycare if I don't work? Look, and you see, then you seriously, you're right, Andrew. Good decision. Good good results come from good decisions. Good decisions come from experience, and experience comes from bad decisions. There's no doubt that if you make bad decisions in your youth, it will um, affect your earning potential later in Unless life. Unless you're rich, because then you're fine, and you get a slap. I on grew the up wrist in a house with no. You out. I grew up in a house with I no washer and dryer. Up, stop making it about you and make it about groups of people and statistics. I, look, I don't. I can't a, answer a, things a about statistics, Andrew. And making it a micro issue, Andrew. You're, you're applying microeconomics and micro issues to macro problems. I am and not. Macroeconomics I'm and giving everybody really good advice, and that advice is work hard and have a good attitude. Which is great in the end, Andrew but knows then if you everything. look at how it works yep. on the macro level, it's not true. And meritocracy is a lie, and it's always been a lie. I didn't say anything about meritocracy. Period. But that's what you're saying. I came from the Andrew. Here's the reason I don't. Here's the reason you're gonna have a difficult time convincing me, Andrew. I spent eight and a half years Uh in prison for a crime I didn't commit. I got out with nothing to my name. I am a highly successful. Why are you the exemplar? You're not just because you could be the Jesus of making it from like nothing. Drag the riches. I don't care. All right. I'm talking about so. Let me ask you this: Why should I give you one red cent for free? Without you working for because it. Why? Because you live in a society that's going to be better because it's helping people. That's, not a society right. that's worse. That you, has people if I don't want to pay, Andrew, what happens to me? If you don't want to live in this society, nope. I guess you can move, right? Well, yes, right? I can. That's what you told and that's me. A, that's I a real problem. You should leave the country yep. because I don't want to live in a country that has poverty in it. What? So, well, I want to get rid of poverty. And, Andrew? And I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of poverty. As the United States drives like out us getting poor... rid of poverty, then maybe you could move to a place that You don't have poverty. There is no poverty in America. Poor people are holding yeah, cell phones in their in hands. Poor people are fat. They people eat plenty. In, you have people in Pine Ridge, Pine Ridge Reservation, they don't have running water in lots of the houses. Yep. I, okay? I, they I, don't I, have electricity in lots of the houses. And then you're going to say it's because they're genes. Make it where no, I didn't poverty. say that it was That's because they're genes. You were That's listing off a few things, and I added something to the list. High poverty rate. Get out of the reservation mm-hmm. is my solution. The same solution I had for you so, when you started so, complaining so that America... They were genocided into the reservation. And Buddy, then you're gonna have I never killed an Indian. Hey, look, Andrew, Andrew, I've never killed an Indian. I've never enslaved a black person. Why do I owe them anything? Oh my goodness, but you're a United States citizen, and this country's rich off the blood and the sweat and the tears of black and brown and red people. And white people. Excellent. We're all benefiting from it. I believe every one of them has every opportunity to move forward. They should have every opportunity. We're going to move forward by getting rid of poverty. And we're going to do it. Government isn't going to get rid of poverty, but government creates more. How do you get rid of poverty? That's what I want to Thank you for the call. Please call in again with another issue. I think you've been great. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Unlikely I'm ever going to agree with Andrew, but it is Free Talk Live. And the number is 855-450-3733. Go to themorganreport.com and receive updates and insights you will not find anywhere else on the web. You will discover how to grow and protect your wealth under all market conditions. The Free Morgan Report provides interviews, webinars, question and answer sessions, plus mind-blowing videos. As David Morgan says, let my passion create your wealth. TheMorganReport.com. 
TheMorganReport.com. Talk Live. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-453. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. want to tell you about ForkFest. ForkFest 2019 is going on right in New Hampshire, June 13th through the 18th. Jay, what can people expect at ForkFest? Well, they can expect to hang out with a bunch of libertarians, uh, volunteerists, people who call themselves, you know, peaceful anarchists. Uh, you will see uh, people open carrying. You will see some uh, blacksmithing actually happening happening there, skill building. Uh, my um, my brother will probably be there flying his drone around and telling people about that because he's into that. Uh, I'm going to be doing uh, my man camp is basically kicking off at Forkfest this year. And man camp's about building skills, and so kids can grow up and actually be confident and get out of poverty. I mean, exercise and building skills and exercising skills, and just like you said earlier, Mark, having a desire to actually do something and a good attitude will get about anybody out of poverty. Yeah, I really do believe that. And but so yeah, well, getting back to Fork Fest, um, it's just a it's a decentralized um basically unorganized that i've been actually doing a lot of organizing of <laughs> you know via the man camp uh a group of people getting together at rogers campground it's uh i'm looking uh forward to it we're going to be doing all kinds of things teaching people about iron working teaching people about chainsaws uh knife sharpening go to forkfest.party it's forkfest.party you'll get the telegram chat there the the forum you'll connect with people and find out what's going on forkfest.party so all this got it uh, got started because we uh, read an article about five lucrative jobs that don't require a college degree and i'm of the opinion at this point that not that the world that the world does not need from this generation some people who are going to college however I would say that there are, um, you know, for you personally, individually, there's decisions you're going to make before you go into college. Hopefully there's some people listening. Maybe they're the parents of people listening or grandparents of people listening who may be of the opinion college is right for everybody because that's what I was told. Well, I don't think it is anymore. And I wish if I could go back um, that I, I would be able to tell some of my friends who went to college and that sort of thing um, that, well, there's some better better ideas. One of those ideas that was posited during this article is truck drivers. They make good money, and uh, we had lots of truckers call in. I just want to go through this list and talk about some other kinds of uh, jobs. And these are all going to be trades. Elevator installers and repairers. So, glamorous, this job is not. Fulfilling and in demand, however, very much so. The Bureau of Labor Statistics states that this trade is experiencing an increasing amount of demand for workers while paying almost $40 per hour or a median of $80,000 per year without requiring any kind of regular uh, higher education besides the on-the-job training and apprenticing. So, um, you know, one thing I don't want to say is, is that going to Votech school is a solution to something. If it, I mean, it could be. If you know the job you want to do, Maybe Votech is the right solution, the Vocational Technical Institute. Um, but maybe it's not. Maybe the right thing to do is to go f- work for the company 
uh, the, a company that does what it is that you th- are interested in doing and getting building your skills up that way. I would recommend to any uh, young man or woman to uh, try to apprentice with somebody. There are electricians you can apprentice with. There are plumbers you can apprentice with. I actually did apprentice with a, an HVAC installation guy. Uh, growing up, and he actually paid me really good. He paid me like 15 bucks an hour when I was like 13 years old. That's really good. In the first week, uh, he just basically, my dad knew him, and he's like, hey, I need a kid to help me out with a job. My guy got hurt and he qu- or quit or something, yeah. uh, so he's like, I'll just take him. You know, there was no talk about pay or nothing. You're going with Steve, you know. Yep. You can be up tomorrow morning, you know, during summer, you know, and, and uh, so I went with him. And he's like, oh, he did a good job. He showed me how to do this stuff, but like uh, welding, blacksmithing. My brother's a, a, a farrier, a horseshoer. He put nails, horseshoes to, to uh, horses' hooves. And he always wants an apprentice. Always. Because you just just a guy to go into the truck and grab something. And, right. and they're learning. And they're standing right there. And they're doing it. And he's, I don't know, probably uh, goes through five to seven apprentices a year. And some of these guys are like, yep, that was cool. And they go on to the next thing. Yep. Some of these guys are shoeing horses part time, or they dive into it full time, or they go on to a Kentucky School of Horsemanship horseshoeing program, and and then they go to college once they decide they like it. But if you're looking to go into college, like I say to all these college kids, where are you going to get a job? How are you going to monetize your education? How are you going to be able to pay for all of this? And that is a question few of them can answer, because that like, what's the goal? What's the end game? And and, and is it so important that you know, they have a goal. And and a lot of these goals in college kids is just like you said, they think they're going to just go to college and a job job falls into their lap. That is literally what is sold to a lot of these kids. Right. They, they're I saying that colleges, colleges have job placement programs. So they're saying all kinds of stuff like this. And in many cases, they kick you out the door with the degree you asked for. And that's it. And all the debt that was compiled. My my most successful friends that are my peers, my age, are the ones who are hardworking and easy to get along with. And they have good attitudes. That's really like the similarities, whether they got college degrees or not. Somebody who's ready to learn, who's excited and passionate about learning, they're you know that they're a pleasure to work with, and they're thus they're going to get paid uh, to do what they're 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 uh, you know prescribed to do here. Boilermakers. Now, uh, actually, my nephew is a Boilermaker, and he works for The Union, uh, 598 in Chicago, represent, right? And he's, uh, uh, you know, he loves the job. He's, he, he is uh, financially secure. He started his own business and, and had some luck uh, part-time after doing the boiler stuff and didn't have to go back to work, but went back to work because he wanted to have the, uh, the sort of the insurance coverage and just to be, have people to talk to. So he, he enjoyed it. So he went back. But physically demanding career, boiler making is one of those jobs that yet again is desperately searching for staff. As reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, you can generate $30 an hour, 62000 a year with no need to go to school. Now, they have the union itself has a school. They teach you how to do it. But you, you get paid on the job. Plumber. For being, uh, this is one I, I mentioned earlier. For being a dying job, uh, for being a dying job, being a plumber is surprisingly lucrative. If you choose to go the self-directed route, you'll be able to benefit from the -the on-the-job training and apprenticing, which means that even as you're learning, you're getting paid. Salaries can vary between fifty-two thousand and ninety thousand a year, much more than you could expect working as an overqualified college intern. 
And yeah, I mean, you know, plumbers are always going to be in demand because people don't want to get their hands dirty. Well, and the thing is, too, is everybody wants to be comfortable. They want to be in a house. They want it to be dry. They want it to be not too warm, not too cold. They want that running water. And all these things need maintenance. They all have, uh, you know, a lifetime. For example, you know, the roofers are always being in demand. Uh, anybody who's going to do any kind of housing, house remodeling and repair, uh, auto mechanics, people want cars, they use them. You know, new cars are crazy expensive. Uh, and mechanics will always be, you know, in demand also. But yeah, plumbers, uh, because people want to be comfortable. If you're in any kind of industry that provides comfort to people, you're going to have work to do. You're going to have a job. Angie, and- how old are your boys and what are they looking to do? Uh, one is eight and one is 14. The 14 year old wants to be a professional dirt bike rider. Okay. And the eight-year-old wants to be a professional YouTuber. Okay. Well, um, I, I I sincerely hope they will do well in those uh, career yes. lines. I think they need some kind of fallback. I uh, have suggested that to both of them. <laughs> right. Shiloh's is a professional gamer. Uh, well, he's eight. Yes. And uh, I suspect he'll he'll get a little little better uh, dose of the, the world. But, you know, I don't think there's any problem with having these lofty goals early on. Just so long as you continue working towards the goal, you know, uh, make the money as you're going and develop the skill set as you go. And then you've got something to do before or after or even if the uh, you fall off the, the motorcycle while you're doing a big jump and hurt yourself. Yes. It's always a possibility. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-free. Got one more job that uh, pays well and you don't need a college degree for it. Free Talk Live. Hey, it is Free Talk Live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about Freedom Fest. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. Freedom Fest's theme this year is the Wild West. Liberty and opportunity or lawlessness and violence. Penn Jillette, Candace Owens, John Mackey, Kevin O'Leary, Kevin Harrington, both of these guys are from Shark Tank, by the way, uh, Stephen Moore, Grover Norquist, libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people all mingling together to hear real debates and share real solutions and just converse freely. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL right now. Get your tickets. That's freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB for a discount. Plus, if you go to freedomfest.com slash FTL, and maybe you're not quite ready to lay down all the money for Freedom Fest. I understand. Go check out the five best speeches from last year. They've We've got them right there for free at freedomfest.com slash FTL. Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all for free. See them right now. See what you're missing out on. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Please. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Let's go to Nate calling in from Albuquerque. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you? Can you hear me? Yep, I, I got you. What's on your mind? Oh, sorry. So, yeah, I'm a welder. I live in Albuquerque. I've traveled around the country. I didn't want you. I didn't want you guys to get everybody too hyped up about being a boiler maker, no high school experience, because 
That's honestly the equivalent of like becoming a rock star. Not only in this country, but I think uh, most of the world. So as a Boilermaker, it's unlikely to become a Boilermaker, you mean? No, as as somebody who didn't go to welding school. Okay. To just uh, start apprenticing. The test to become a Boilermaker is extremely, extremely hard. Extremely hard. So, and I've worked. I've worked for the national labs, and I've welded on nuclear weapons. Right. I'm not a terrible welder. Everybody fails. Everybody fails the the boilerman uh, test at least once. All boilermen have failed their, that that yes, test. It's hard. Um, it's frick. It's freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but this is what I mean. Uh, my father-in-law and my nephew are both uh, boilermen, and they just you know the union hired them. You know, and they that's, took care of all the school. That's amazing. It really is. I just don't want everybody. I mean, I there's want a lot more welders than there are boilermen. That's it. for sure. That's definitely for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you you would agree <laughs> so, uh, that welding is a is the sort of career. Uh, Jay, you're a welder too, right? Yep. Yeah. Among among your skill sets, uh, is the sort of hey, career. What's up, Jay? Hey. <laughs> the sort of career that one can parlay into meaningful and uh, lucrative work, though, many, right? Many, many other things. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you. A year spent at uh, Votec learning welding is probably not a year l- wasted. No. Yeah. No. Totally yeah. not. Nate, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I think he's right uh, that you know the sort of boilerman. It's a little more difficult to get that job than than others. I don't know. Maybe you have to have connections. I have no idea how this works. I'm reading the article here, and I have a little bit of experience. So boilers are essentially heating devices. They heat water. They boil yep. water. I'm so glad and, you said that because I had no idea what. It oh my was. gosh. Oh, okay. So so like for example. The wood stove behind your house is a wood boiler. Okay. It, well, it's an uh, it's not pressurized, so it's a hydronic oven. Uh, okay. Uh, well, all right. But we so, we do uh, colloquially call it a boiler. Yeah. So outdoor wood boiler is what most people are going to- Yep, they do. They know, call it that. Industry standard. Uh, we put a little uh, pressure relief valve on top of it. Now it's pressurized system. Hers and, isn't. Well, I know, but it, yep. yeah. yeah. I, I, so um, mine is. Mine is a pressurized system. Kay. Anyways, so, uh, but like back in the day, the, the heat- that was uh, heated most of the homes was steam. Yep. And so you'll see in some of these old, old houses and old buildings that they have a basically like a brick or a block room all around the steam boiler. Because what would happen if steam boiler was any defect in it, yep. it would that house would be a smoking pit. It would just Kaboom. blow that house house up. Steam pressure um, expanding, expanding because some pipe fails and it causes it to uh, a plug up. Or yep. usually what it would be is like a pipe would uh, collapse internally because of rust. And then for like boiler fittings and, you know, there's all kinds of like, like heat exchangers, like the heat exchanger to, from your, you, your heating source to, to your hot water is a heat exchanger, plate on plate heat exchanger. The guy that would manufacture that, manufacture that would probably be considered a boiler maker because there's all these very precision and specific uh, soldering joints that have to be, you know, put together and these plates are, you know, stacked and it's very... It's copper. It's uh, it, not the easiest thing to weld. Right. And um, well, it'd mostly be soldered and... I'm sorry, Sutter. But, but uh, yeah, so a, a boiler maker, especially back in the day, uh, was uh, you know was a very uh, important job. And if those guys you know screwed up, people died. And, okay. and even today, really, uh, with steam systems, which the fail safes have gotten really good. I mean, if they get too hot, they just shut off. But when you were shoveling coal in that bad boy, you know, I mean, 
I mean, has your wood, your hydronic stove overheated yet on you? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, mine has a few times. You know, I don't yeah. know if it ever did on you. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it just because, like, you're putting a bunch of wood in there and it's supposed to be cold, but it's warm the next day and it's too warm and the house isn't calling for heat right. or, you know, you or the power that goes thing. out. The power goes out and the water don't circulate. The thing will start boiling over on right. you. And, and same thing with the coal. Uh, boilers. Coal's very hot. I mean, you can you you can melt steel with coal. We're actually going to have at Forkfest. One of the first things we're going to do is we're going to build some coal forges. Forkfest dot party. Yeah, and and actually, people are going to be able to go home with some coal forges if they want. But you, but coal, those things would overheat. So yeah, the boilers were. Um, uh, and, and that was the whole thing with the boiler maker stuff. They wanted to make sure these guys were highly skilled and trained. Because when when they failed, people died. Was yep. was the bottom line. Let's get. I want to finish this up here, and then uh, in the next in the next hour, we're gonna have uh, Angie's gonna talk about sex. So that'll be that'll be awesome. <laughs> um, the final job here from uh, Fee dot org that is lucrative but doesn't require a college degree is a web developer. So they, they could uh, they could be even more general with this title, he says. But basically, if you like working on computers, especially the mechanics behind working a working machine or website, you can launch a very prosperous career without going through school to gain skills. Web developers can earn a median salary of sixty-two to one hundred and twenty-two thousand a year with a very low down payment on their education. This is basically what your husband does. He doesn't develop, uh, you know, websites, but he he said works on computers. Yeah, he decided in his mind, I can fix computers. Yep. Right, like most of the problems that he fixes on computers are simple Google searches. That's exactly correct. And um, it's just people who are like, I don't know how to do this. I want somebody to fix it for me. Yep. So he has he fixes it for them, and I. But don't know what he makes, but I know he does pretty well. And it's because he opened up a business and he was consistent. He showed up on time. He kept a good attitude and he fixed people's stuff and he got it back to them in a reasonable amount of time. It's not that difficult. Uh, a lot of times it's just running a virus scan on their computer. Now, he went to college for that, but I did not. And okay. I learned in the shop. He trained me and the employee that we had trained me and I ran one of our stores without any knowledge of computer tech. And he would without walk me previous through. knowledge. Yeah, I had no. You, you I, were the apprentices right, without yeah. education. Yeah, right. But I would call them on the phone, or I would YouTube it, and I would figure out how to take laptops apart and how to install parts on computers just from the internet. That's what we call initiative. Yeah. Right. Like just the the going and looking for the uh, the YouTube video. It's hard to have initiative in every aspect of your life. I'm not going to say that it's easy by no means, but this is what an employer is looking for is initiative. Somebody who can solve a problem without them having to solve the problem. And employers aren't looking for people to ring them up every t- um, hour and say, hey, I need to solve this problem. I need to solve that problem. They're looking for somebody who can solve the problem and maybe calls them once a day uh, for a little bit of uh, coaching one way or the other some people need a project some people are looking to uh, you know to have somebody to coach but most people are looking for somebody that helps them grow their business and i think it's a uh, this is just another thing that people can do and earn money when it comes to skill building i so at a place i hang out at manchester there's a lot of computer folks there and i you know, i was there the other night and i was asking a few of them oh, talk about man camp and building skills in the kids and i said hey listen uh you guys are computer dudes and you're like they're programmers and things like that I go is there some like tool we could use that's like a be fun for kids like you know 10 12 13 year old kids because a lot of them like the computers or even starting you know as young as your your eight-year-old son that would like work them into like kind of be like a training thing for like being a web designer or a computer programmer and, they, and a couple of guys were talking about how like in some of these 
uh, game things like you can build things within the game and mm-hmm. like and like you can. And I was wondering if it was something like to where they could write code or whatever because that would be a really you know good skill to get your young children there are, into. There are some programs that you can do um, that work like that. There's um, Roblox, for instance. Mikey goes in and he writes games, and people can go into his servers and they can play on the games that he has oh, written. Good, good. And so he's done stuff like that. Yep, that's. Uh, I mean, the people are making solutions for kids all over the place. I think it's great. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. Free Talk Live. Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, lighthouselaw.club. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise. Free Talk Live. Kicking off the third hour of Free Talk Live. You are free to call in and talk live here on Free Talk Live. That's why we called it that. It's pretty simple, really. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Craig calling in from Wyoming. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how you doing today? My was- point was uh, when, I was a kid, oh, when I was a kid a long time ago, uh, 12 years old, I started working on cars. Uh, people were, you know, actually in the shop. They were willing to hire because you're, you're cheap labor. I was getting yep. paid less minimum wage. Sure. But by the time I was a senior in high school, I was making more than a uh, entry-level teacher by about 30%. And but I you were exploited, Craig. You were exploited as a 12-year-old having to work for less than minimum wage learning how to fix cars. I would say he got a priceless uh, education. I, I I think that exactly. I think he needs to find some lobbyist group that uh, will will advocate for him and have uh, some kind of reparations made t- to him. Yeah, just just funnel that parasite <laughs> economy more, right? You know, more just to keep on throwing money into nonsense. That, that that's the problem with the whiners. You know, the squeaky wheel gets to grease, and these guys are just whining because they're just not receiving enough whatever. Yep. But yeah, thank you, yeah, Craig, was, for um, you know, yeah, uh, manning up as a kid. Yeah, that's what it, and how I make working in the coal mines making $80,000 plus. Do you think you've had any ill health effects? That's what I'm always told about coal mines. Uh, if you're underground, you, you have to be more careful, but uh, open pit, very little. Oh, I see. There's been no now, case of black lung here. And there's fatalities, but it's less than most other industries. It's very uh, highly regulated, and they, they really stress safety. They don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yeah, sometimes something will you know, fall on really, you, but that'll happen at a, any construction site. 
Yeah, but they, they really make sure they ingrain it in you. Don't be under a load. Don't put yourself in that position. And, uh, you know, for what we do in man hours and stuff, there's very little uh, fatalities. If they see safety going out, they really try to rein it back in. You know, if things start getting a little clear, uh, careless, if it starts trending, they really uh, they really watch out for you that way, at least uh, in the mind I'm at. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate the call. Yeah, um, pay attention to that safety training, ladies and gentlemen, when you're uh, there because it can be invaluable. I've uh, the safety training we had at the fire department, awesome and useful. But you have to implement it. And uh, going back to what Craig was just saying, he said, it "Sounds like he said he makes like eighty thousand dollars a year working in a coal mine, and it almost sounded like it was relating to the fact that he's got mechanical skills. So in a coal mine, you have a lot of equipment, and if you got mechanical skills." You're, you're uh, worth more. I know if you're a truck driver that knows how to turn a wrench, uh, you're the last guy that's going to get fired You know, in that trucking company. Yeah, that much is true. Angie, you found an article that's going to get a lot of people's attention. I did. Um, it's about sex. Yeah, yeah. And I discovered that, well, I didn't discover, I already knew that um, if you have more sex, you're less stressed. I you, think that that sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? That people who are having sex more often are probably a little less stressed than the rest of us. Makes sense, but a lot of people don't have a lot of sex. So they're stressed. They're not happy. They don't do their jobs. They carry everything over into the next day. Um, the article actually goes into several studies that were done, like a study at Arizona State University that said 58 middle-aged women, physical affection or sexual behavior with a partner significantly predicted lower negative mood and stress and higher positive mood the following day. Simply put, the researchers found that sex and physical intimacy led women to feel less stress and be in a better mood. All right, These results ladies. weren't found when women had orgasms without a partner, so toys did not count. So, yeah, I, I would say that that's, I, I think that skin-on-skin contact is important for the human primate. And I'm not just talking about sex, I'm talking about people touching each other yeah, in intimacy. all kinds of ways. Absolutely. Um, certainly, uh, intimate intimate partner sex is important and i'll bet you that that has a lot to do with stress reduction but uh you know one thing that i make sure that i do is uh, i wrestle with my son is every day that we're in the same place um and you know we just just he just likes you know wrestling he doesn't mind losing you know and so we wrestle i let him you know get on top i get on top i think it teaches all kinds of sort of uh issues of fair play how to be careful with somebody how bodies work and you know those kind of things so um, I think that's very important, and I would agree with you uh, that you know you got to put down put down whatever that screen you're looking at at night and pay attention to your significant other. I think is the best advice that it can Absolutely. make. Absolutely, yeah. Um, that hour before bed, and you know what time bedtime is at your household. It's not like you don't know uh, that it's probably a good idea to shut down the the laptop or the the what the tablet or whatever it is that you're fiddling around on. I mean. I, I'm guilty of having three screens going at once. You know, like I got the laptop over here doing something. I've got the TV running over there doing something. I'm looking at something on my phone. It's despicable. And the the amount of light that's getting into your eyes, you know, I mean, we're we're creatures evolved over tens of thousands of years and part of that um, evolution is is that you know we get up when the light comes out and we go to bed when the light goes off and you know we had fire or whatever but that's a little different so with these new devices that are you know, on an evolutionary scale just uh, you know they've they've shown up in the last instant 
they they're they're throwing off sleep patterns and they're making it harder for people. And I think that I've seen studies that are saying that Americans are having less sex. Oh, absolutely. Now, in my house, we put it in the calendar. It, it is scheduled just like a job. All right. Michael is 24-7 PC guy, and we, you know, if we don't schedule it when the kids are at school or the baby's taking a nap, it doesn't happen. And if we don't do it, we hate each other. Yeah. And we know that. Yeah, it's got to it's gotta be done. It's, <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be hard or difficult, but... If you throw it in the calendar, fine, by you. I, I can't imagine that that would work at my household. <laughs> For my household, I think it's really just everybody sort of putting away the, the screens yeah. um, at the certain time. But, um, you know, when you've got older kids and, and those kind of things, it can be a, 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 a different issue. I have a customer who is a, um, she's a psychologist uh, and she does like a lot of, um, uh, she's a therapist. And she was saying that like, telling me one day as we're stacking hay uh she has a few horses that her like biggest complaint from like the most common thing is married women that aren't getting enough love and affection not enough sex from their husbands and their husbands would rather watch porn uh than like you know be intimate with their wives and she says it's like like a huge concern with um you know a lot of her clients I have heard this too, and, and it is not uh, isolated to middle-aged women. I had I dated a, a gal, so this would have been you know I don't know how long I've been married, like fifteen years or something. So it was before that, before I'd ever even met my wife. Um, so twenty years ago, and this lady was in the high nines. Okay, she was a very attractive. I we didn't go go out on very many dates, um, but. Uh, she was a very attractive woman. She had just broken up with her husband, um, you know, moved back home. And the reason was because uh, he was paying attention to pornography online rather than her. And look, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but that's her end of the story. And that's good enough, right? Like, I mean, gentlemen, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to have a more open conversation with your uh, loved one, if what you're doing is rather, if you'd rather look at moving pictures on a screen, um, I, I suspect there's some. There's, I'm suspecting that there's some sexual need that is not being fulfilled, some fantasy that's not being worked out, or whatever. Now, That's just a guess. I don't watch a lot of porn. Haven't watched a lot of porn, but it's not aimed at your demographic, right? But is, <laughs> now, is it true that in porn and in the bedroom, it's completely different? Do men, do men expect something different from women when they go in the bedroom if they watch porn? Well, I think that people can be uh, sort of greedy and lazy, right? Like that's okay. just sort of the how, yeah. how uh, life goes. And the American so, way. Right. Um, if, if porn is intended for a, a male audience, then you could imagine more uh, service heading in the male direction rather than the female direction okay. um, in pornography. And I think that that uh, can give a, an unrealistic expectation to young people about how uh, sex should be. But I don't think it should – I think if you're an adult, you understand life is about give and take. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you expect to take in a particular area, you can expect to give in a particular area. And that's generally how these things go. Sure, you can work something else out, but, um, you know, your thoughts are welcome. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. 
The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I'm going to ask you for a favor. Please, go to twitch.freetalklive.com. We don't ask you for too, too much here on Free Talk Live. This one's pretty easy. Admittedly, um, you know, it's, it's simple. I, I guess it's simple, not easy. Go to twitch.freetalklive.com. Watch our Twitch feed. We're trying to get enough viewers there so that we get a special status on Twitch, and then they can, uh, uh, then they'll uh, they'll put us on the front page. If they put us on the front page, then uh, lots of people who wouldn't otherwise hear the message of liberty will, in fact, hear it. So just go to twitch.freetalklive.com, open up a screen, and that'll be helpful to us. Get Thank more you ex- so much. Get more exposure for us. Right. And it's not just for the night. I mean, seriously, it's for like the next 45 days. So <laughs> I told you it was a favor. Twitch.freetalklive.com. Angie, I know you're talking about uh, sex here, and it's probably a favorite subject of yours, but uh, <laughs> we are going to go to the phones here yes. for just a second. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, Matthew's got a question, so we'll first go to Matthew. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, yes, Angie. Uh, where exactly what, uh, did you find this article about this? I would be interested in reading it in depth. Uh, verywellmind.com. Very well. Verywellmind.com. It was actually printed, um, or it was uploaded March 16th of this year. And this is, uh, what's the title of it? It is uh, The Multiple Links Between Sex and Stress by Elizabeth Scott. There you go. Okay. And it's basically saying that... uh, that that people and um, you know specifically they they studied women in this one study here. They did. Um, you know because people care more about women having sex than men having sex. Honestly, <laughs> turns out women have sex with men, but that's the interesting part. Um, and so they studied women and said that hey, look, these ladies were happier, had better days, they were more productive. Pretty much everything was better if they had sex. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's uh, that's how it goes. And I don't think they're suggesting running around and finding as many no, sexual it's partners. An intimate partner, someone that you care about and you right. can relate to. Yeah. So, Matthew, thoughts? Okay. Well, verywellmind.com. All right. I'm going to have to look that up. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, Matthew. You know, it's, it's, it's fine to uh, call and ask because it's good for us to repeat these things, too. Let's go to Rob calling in uh, from New Hampshire. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Jay, you might want to tell Mark to pay reparations to me or I'm going to hurt LRN.FM. Because he's banned from the airwaves. Uh, let's go back to the uh, the story here, Angie. Yep. You were talking about that you and your son wrestle. Yep. And that um, the touch every day is really good. And on the in the article, it talks about one of the studies that uh, massage can be a great stress reliever. This is something, <laughs> gentlemen, this is a little trick here. Um, if you can exchange, I don't know, 15 minutes of massage and get something out of the deal, you've things are pretty good. I, I fall down on this, but I really should do this more. Massage is a great thing for everybody. It's good for everybody involved. But- it is. I, I um, basically every opportunity... Tuniaga, I give my wife some little massage, and she's a massage therapist, so yep. she, you know she puts a lot of energy into giving other people massages. Never gets one, and mm-hmm. she gets incomplete massages all the time for me. Right. You know, I do sure. a little of this, a little whatever. You know, shoulder when she's sitting down or something, or uh, and uh, she really appreciates it. I mean, it, it that goes a long way. 
gentlemen, if you want to, if, if you're concerned about not being uh, attractive to your spouse, I've got a, I've got a couple of tips for you. Massage is one of them. You suddenly get a lot more attractive, and do yes. the dishes. Very much so. There you go. Help do a chore. Did Anything, you a chore? Really. Suddenly, you get a lot more attractive. Uh, it's it's helpful when she's not because you know. Part of this is uh, her being less stressed when she enters the situation, too. If she's upset about something, um, hard for it's going to be hard for her to relax. Um, the sense of touch, the, in the study, it shows that we need touch for emotional health. It also shows that babies who are not touched enough can fail to thrive. Oh, it's awful. And touch continues to be important into adulthood. Yep. The type of relaxing, loving touch you can exchange with a good partner can be a great stress reliever as well. Right. Um, people that say that... I'm always concerned about people who say, I don't like tu- I don't like hugs because I don't like people touching me. Like, this is a mental health thing that you really need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I admit, you don't want to be, it's, it's an issue where you don't want to be hugging on the same person all the time that you're not necessarily in a relationship or whatever. But everybody needs touch. And for people that say that, uh, you know, I don't like people touching me or whatever. Yeah, man. That's uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be harmful to you in the long run. It concerns me always. That's another thing I really like about Fork Fest and Pork Fest. You can just walk around and give hugs to everybody. Yeah, and there's massage People therapist. Yeah, yep. oh, there is. My yeah. wife will be there with her yep. massage chair. That's right. And she gives a good mas- chair massage. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, t- chair massages are great because you can get um, you know, I. I I feel like a massage is a diminishing returns kind of thing to some extent. So you get more value in the first 15 minutes than you do in the last 15 minutes of a massage, um, you know, sort of as health and, and all the things that go into a massage. So the 15 minute chair massage superior to the um, as far minutes. as the cost benefit analysis is superior to the, uh, the, you know, the two hour massage, couples massage or whatever. Well, being uh, married to a massage therapist, uh, sh- there's a lot of people who have a lot of um, physical tension issues yep. uh, in their in, in their bodies. And, and that literally to get through, you really need an hour and a half massage mm. to to work out to deep tissue mas- yeah. to get through the whole body we're going to be at Forkfest. free talk live is going to be at Forkfest. obviously i mean it's it's a part of our, partly our project if you want to be involved go to forkfest.party um but uh, let's do an interview with uh, shaolin and ask her about these questions i mean i i just speak from ignorance and as a person who uh, gets massages yeah that would actually be a great idea i'll talk to her about that i, th- yeah. I, I think she'll be down for that absolutely um another part of the article says um orgasms themselves are benefits beneficial for our health and they relieve stress it can relax your body and release many hormones that are supportive of your overall health and wellness this type of relaxation can also be great emotionally aside from the scientific findings sex has some obvious stress management components in addition to effectively effectively taking your mind off of your worries for a decent period of time sex provides some of these other stress management benefits so, you know, I, I, I agree that uh, orgasms are good and positive and, and beneficial and all that stuff. And then I think about sort of, you know, like I got a dog and a cat at my house that have never had an orgasm in their lives. Right. Um, I mean, somehow they make it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, this, is, this is the thing that comes up for me. I don't even think the female cats and female animals, I don't even imagine to have too much as far as, uh, you know, uh, clitori or they don't they don't have sex for pleasure in the way same no, way but that, when they go in heat they they crave it they oh want yes. it yeah yeah you can definitely see that yep. 
Yeah, they make that very, very abundantly clear to you at that point. So I don't know. <laughs> people aren't dogs and dogs aren't people, but it was just the thing that popped up in my mind. I'm like, oh, well, I want everybody to be healthy. And yeah, I think that uh, this is one of the reasons that you've got to you've got to you got to make a commitment in your mind because it's easy to put these uh, put tasks or put sex on the back burner in a relationship, especially as the relationship gets older. Or you have kids. Yeah, my God. It's or like, roommates. Yeah, yes. All those yes. things. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Freedom freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTLEB. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL, and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB for a discount. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The number's 855-450-3733. God knows we uh, we don't want uh, Angie con- to continue talking about sex here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Angie here. And Jay. The number, 855-450-3733. Or you can go to, uh, you can talk... Talk to us on the Discord chat. Go through discord.freetalklive.com. You'll, the audio will be better. And once you get signed up, it's significantly faster to call in. Discord.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got Sarah calling in. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. So, um, you know, it's, it's about the same number of people who get, uh, who get killed by a gun-related um, fatalities. As also auto-related fatalities. Uh, um, yep. Now and, that know, just to be just to be clear, Sarah, I think it's important. Um, this that uh, I think it's uh, seven out of eight of those fatalities by guns are suicides. It's some it's some large percentage, a multiple of the of the homicide number, or even the accidental number, the homicide and accidental number combined. Uh, suicide is the by far the largest number. So go ahead. I mean, but all of the yeah, but but the, here here's the thing is that all they all I hear about is the uh, the gun control law and all the people that want to oppose and declare sanctuary. That's all I ever hear about. And the, the only person that that talks about auto fatalities and make a big big deal about it on the is who else is uh, other than myself. Who else uh, makes a big deal about it? No, I think Americans that, really love the freedom that the automobile affords. You know, the freedom that affords, but what, nobody thinks about the fatalities other than myself. Well, you know, I live without. There's plenty of people think about the think about the fatalities. 
Uh, I was a firefighter for almost 20 years and a first responder, and uh, we've definitely have picked up dead bodies, you know, yeah, in cars, off the side of the road, off the back of, you know, people on motorcycles. Don't uh, text while you drive, people. All, all that stuff, uh, or, you know, falling asleep while you drive, whatever, being drunk, just, you know, S happens, you know. Yeah, uh, those things happen. I'm just, but, the one you can control the most is your texting. Go ahead. Is the publicity, the, the attention, and what, what people are concerned about is gun control law. And, and yep. then they pass these gun control laws, and then they all these people oppose it, all the debate, but that's what I'm saying. And, you know, one of the, the laws that we passed was about the, the guns and suicide. So, in other words, the people say that I'm going to kill myself and that they're um, drinking and they're suicidal, they're supposed to be report that and take guns away from that's one of the the like three of the bills it wasn't just one bill i mean background and uh, all that but one of the things was that if they're like red flag realize they're at high risk if they show signs of high risk they're supposed to report them and take the guns away because like you say seven out of ten are killed by suicide by guns well, I think that the laws go go to make um, easy answers. They they want easy answers to uh, problems, right? And so, an easy answer is let's take the guns away. It's hard to to come up with an easy answer for auto fatalities. Um, you're asking for a comparison here, and nobody, nobody, nobody is ready to talk about let's drive less, let's not have cars, um, you know, those kind of things. Uh, even they're, they're just not ready to do it. Well, one of the high rates of fatality, I don't know if it if it's equal to or close to auto fatalities per capita, but before we had cars, one of the biggest causes of fatality was riding your horse home at night, you know, 125 wow. years ago, 130 years ago, because, you know, there wasn't really, you know, you didn't have headlights on your horse. and Fall into something. Whatever, you you know, get took off your horse by the tree, or yeah. maybe a lot of times you were intoxicated. And, you know, and back in the day, and you know, I guess urban living in a lot of the areas, a lot of the, you know, you had to drink alcohol with the water because, you know, the water wasn't that clean. And so a lot of people were pretty much somewhat intoxicated all the time and you were riding a horse. And and a lot of people just relied on their horse to bring them home because mm-hmm. the horse knew where home was. Yep. <laughs> My horse certainly did. <laughs> Sarah, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, well, uh, something else, but uh, since you're talking about the sex reduces stress, unless you're a cop named uh, Kathy Barker from Mississippi. Ah, I read this story. It's really sad. Yeah, well, why don't you tell it? Because you'll do a better, since you're professional, you do a better job of it than I would. I'm going off of memory. You correct me where I'm wrong, all right? Yeah. Um, so this lady... A parent lady, I use the term uh, loosely here, uh, had been in trouble with the DCF or whatever the the Child Protective Services are called in that particular uh, jurisdiction about leaving her kid in the car. She's a cop. She apparently has some kind of thing going on with her supervisor um, who was married, I believe, uh, whatever. So she goes to his house, leaves the kid in her patrol car, which she leaves running. And she knew the air conditioning didn't work. I heard. Did she know today. the AC didn't work? She it, That is on, on the brakes for the LRN feed. Uh, the, one of the reports that they had said that, that she knew the air conditioning didn't work, but put it on anyways and strapped a three-year-old kid. All the three-year-old kids I know 
could get out of the car if it got too hot. They were not strapped in. So she literally tied him in, right? Literally. Okay. Strapped yeah. a kid in is what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. A three-year-old can't push the buttons to get uh, to get out of a seat, probably. And the the kid roasted to death in there. And it's 107 degrees is what the autopsy report said yeah. that the. The child's temperature raised. And at this point, the judge is looking at uh, the situation. He said, I, don't, I, can't, I can't imagine what I can do to you that would be worse than what you've experienced already. And I agree with him. And he's determining uh, the prosecution's asking for 20 years, but the judge is just deciding whether or not he's going to do that or not. I believe, because this person is a police officer, that likely they will receive a lower term. I'm not saying that the world's a better place if this lady's in prison, because I don't think that that's going to really solve the problem here. She's got all kinds of problems, none of which are really going to be solved by prison. However, uh, I believe that is true for anybody, not just a police officer, and I think that she's going to receive preferential treatment because of the badge. David, how'd I do? Uh, Pretty good. You were good all the way to the end uh, where she just got sentenced to today or yesterday. Okay, thanks. She got the mask. Did she? 20, 20 years. 20 years. Well, I uh, suspect that might be because the uh, story went viral. Could be. So what Could do you be. think? I mean, we're getting 20 years. I I tend to think that there's a, that's, it's a pointless waste of taxpayer money putting her in uh, prison for that long. Can they put her with general population? Oh, yeah. She'll go with you. Uh, she'll... I, I, would, I would say a, a better 20-year sentence would be to sentence her to 20 years of full-time volunteer work or at least part-time half-time like 20 hours a week for 20 years of going from group to group to group telling her story to try to save just one life in some similar fashion of uh actually you could probably if you did that you'd probably save many lives because lots of kids get hurt by by hot cars alone let alone other dangerous situations yeah i um I, I I think that the, the the writers of the Constitution may have done us a disservice with this cruel and unusual punishment thing, because at this point, all we've got is fines, jail, and execution. That's really it, yep. as, as far as the choices that a judge has given, and so many things could be... They do have community service, uh, but you know, for people, people call that getting off. I don't think it is. I, I really like restorative justice uh, as a... Um you, as opposed to punitive justice, but I don't know where you could like like when we read this story last week. I don't know where we could, you know, where what could be restored, you know, in this or how you could have a restorative justice when you you know kill your own daughter. I mean, she's got to feel horrible, right? About she's it, she's the victim you know? and the perpetrator in yes. this, right? Yeah, if she goes around and she has to talk about it every week or every other week, then she's going to have to relive that for right. the next twenty years instead of sitting in a cell where she doesn't really have to visit it every day. Right. Um they they I'm surely there's some kind of program or something where we can talk to young mothers about the importance of you know, whatever. I don't know, but um it's uh it, it that's some way that she could um to make good. David, excellent call. Thank you. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Some people just suck. I mean, just the bottom line. Yep. It's it's true. Free talk live, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Final segment of Free Talk Live. We might be able to get you in if you call in. I'll give you the number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. 
If you like what Free Talk Live does, if you would like to have us reach more people with the ideas of liberty around the world and around the United States, please do as RC has done. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and amp the program. We only use the funds to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live, so we use them all to spread the word. Amp.freetalklive.com. RC is a silver amplifier, and it's you know people like him that make it possible for us to reach more people. Get on 200 radio stations across the U.S. Have more than 100,000 downloads on our podcast per month. Amp.freetalklive.com. Before we get back to uh, the story here, uh, uh, Angie, I want to go to Brody calling in in Utah. Brody, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, uh, just calling in. Uh, have you guys talked about uh, receipt checking at stores before? Receipt checking? Yeah, when they check your receipts when you're leaving a store. It's been a long time. What are your thoughts? Okay. Well, I was just calling in because uh, I just think it's interesting uh, how, many, how how the sheeple just don't even understand that they don't even have to show their receipts and people just actually get their receipts ready when they're going to to leave the store. Um, and they wait in line. The, the thing – sorry, what? They, they wait, wait in, in line, line to, get, to yeah. get their receipts read. Yeah. You're talking and, like when uh, you leave but, and they check your stuff in your basket. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I can understand. And it helps so, with shrinkage. But when you when you're when you're shopping at like a Sam's Club or a Costco or it's a private membership store, if you don't show your receipt, they can ban you from the store. Um, you know they can they can re- you know they can revoke your membership and then you can't go there anymore. But like at a Walmart, you have no obligation to show your receipt. And you know the way I approach it is if they ask me if, if for my receipt, I ask if I'm uh, if they are accusing me of stealing something. They always say no. And then I ask them if I'm being detained, and they say no. And then I ask them you know, if I'm free to go and then they stumble and they're like, well, I, I need your receipt, at which point then I ask for a supervisor and go from there. Because then if they detain you, then you have a lawsuit on your hands and, you know, maybe you can sue Walmart for millions of dollars. I um, I, I almost never have to deal with this. I, I Maybe maybe the stories I go to aren't dealing with shrinkage or whatever the, 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 the point is. I ha- It has been years since I ever dealt with it. And when I dealt with it, it was at Best Buy. And... Uh, like I understand how a store wants to handle, you know, losses and those sorts of things. I get it, but for me, it just seems like so much training for obsequiousness. Um, just you know, people groveling um, and and those sorts of things. I I don't need you to go through my stuff. I I just don't have time or energy. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't, I'm not do. I'm not going to do it. And so what my plan uh was after the first time it happened to me uh, i was like oh this isn't happening again i don't like it um and i decided okay so here's my plan so i went up to the you know the checker or whatever that was there uh they asked me for my receipt i said i uh, look i don't want to further this whole uh philosophy of checking people's bags i'm not interested in it i don't like it so I will let you check this receipt if you want to but as soon as you do i'm going to go back to the return desk and i'm going to return all this stuff and I'm going to leave, and I'm going to go to Circuit City, and I'm going to buy it there. And then if they have me check, if they check my receipt there, I'm going to return it all there, and I'm going to go to the next big box store that sells electronics. Somebody's going to sell me this stuff, and they're not going to check my receipt on the way out the door. And, you know, they just gave me the thumb and, uh, you know, see ya. <laughs> you know, they're not interested in the middle-aged, uh, you know, 
white guy that's sick of it, right? He's not the one who's stealing things. They're just trying to look at your bags so that they can look at the bags of the people who they suspect. Yeah, so, so they don't look like they're profiling. Like, uh, I got a PJ's membership, and I basically got it to buy the cheap diesel fuel there in Manchester. And I walked in and got some stuff the other day. And he didn't even look at anything in the carriage. Like, literally, he's like, hey, how you doing today? Check, and he just handed it back to me. He's yep. got to put a little check mark on it. That's mm-hmm. like his job. So I don't know how these uh, BJ's is a club store, and I right. can't really speak to how those work and why they do what they do. I don't. I can't speak to them. I don't know. But um, you know, if you're willing to trade your time for uh, the lower prices, then yep, it's worth it. I just decided I wasn't willing to do it in that circumstance. So, Brody, what do you think it's all about? Oh, I think they're just trying to uh, catch thieves. But, I mean, another thing is that I don't know if most people know is that if it, they have the, the beeper machines, you know, that if yeah. you go through, they'll beep at you yeah. for some reason. Those those actually, you don't have to stop for those either. I, I went through Walmart, and it, when I went out the store, it went off. And he's like, hey, I need to see a receipt. I go, uh, you know, no, you don't. Uh, that that doesn't prove anything. Uh, and again, I asked him, so are you are, am, are you accusing me of stealing anything? He said no. And he said, but I need you to come with me. I said, no, I'll wait right here. You go get your supervisor. And he just he started arguing with me about how he's just doing his job. I'm like, well, that's fine, but I'll, I'll sue I'll sue Walmart if you're going to detain me. Uh, so either I'm free to go or you know let's detain me and, and then I'll I'll sue Walmart. And he said, fine, go leave. Uh, so, you know, I, I just think it, I think they're trying to catch people who are stealing. Uh, but people, if they don't assert their rights, then you lose your rights. Yeah, the um, the little beeper gizmos, those things are constantly going off. Um, you know, what I like to make fun of them uh, whenever I hear them is like somebody leaves and, uh, you know, the, the thing goes off. I'm like, my God, that person's stealing something. What are you doing? You know, like, like you know, because at this point, they're no longer we call them alarms, right? It's like a car alarm. Yeah, nobody Who? pays attention. Mikey Who's likes alarmed? to take off running. When when they go off and he has a car, he's like, Mom, run! And he, I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> Who's alarmed? What? They're a noise is what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, right. and they don't do my, anything. My fear is, is for, for me, my fear of showing my receipt to him, maybe, it, maybe it's a small fear, but I mean, not only would I like to sue them if they detain me illegally, uh, but also my fear is if you show them your receipt, then you're giving up your rights because then, you know, Maybe you didn't. Maybe you missed something when you were going through. Maybe the checker and, missed something. But you know, then they then they can accuse you of trying to steal something, because now you've you've shown them your receipt, and if if an item is not on there that you missed or that the cashier missed, well, now now they they could file charges against you. That is a true so, statement, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, every time a human being checks you out, whether that human being is you or a cashier. There is a chance, and that chance isn't small, of a mistake being made. If a mistake has been made, uh, you may be, through no fault of your own, committing a crime and uh, giving testimony against yourself by providing that receipt against yourself. I mean, companies really need to figure out how to um, you know, make sure that somebody's not doing something from the checkout line to the... The checker line. Uh, I mean, it's, this double checking thing is it's annoying, and I'm I'm just not interested in giving my time. If it was a cop that asked me to see the receipt, I would say, "Are you going to use the results of this uh, document against me in a court of law?" 
and he has to say yes. Well, of course he would, yeah. Uh, I'm going to secure my right. I'm going to exercise my constitutionally secured rights not to incriminate myself. Right, if just it's keep walking. But if it's a regular employee, all they're going to say is duh. Yeah, they, they don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Brody. Appreciate right. it. 855-450-3733-855-450 free. Angie, tell me a little bit more about this study here that uh, says that uh, sex apparently relieves stress. Just who'd, a who'd have known? couple of more things. Um, it talks about endorphins, talks about sexual activity releases endorphins and other feel-good hormones. You'd be surprised by how many and what they do. The chemicals can relax your body and mind, leaving you feeling better for hours afterwards. I'm usually asleep. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and then it talks about the physical aspect of sex. Depending on your level of enthusiasm, you can burn a lot of <laughs> calories during sex and gain stretch ma- stress management benefits as, from exercise as well. Yeah, I suppose that that's the possibility. I, 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 I've I seen it on TV. I don't know. I it mean, increases that's... your heart rate for sure. <laughs> right. It does increase your heart rate. I remember when I was a kid, there was this uh, factoid that floated around something to the effect of, um, I don't know, uh, uh, that that sex burnt like a hundred calories. This uh, average. Well, I, I think that people got the impression that somehow you know laying there servicing yourself for three minutes was what? going to burn a hundred calories. <laughs> it's not magic, okay? No. That that uh, that explosion of chemicals in your brain does not burn a hundred calories. The movement. Yeah, it's 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 you're getting your body in motion um, that's going to burn calories, um, as opposed to you know just something that you think is is magical and it's important to be as active in sex as your partner i mean you can't just lay there and expect for both of them to enjoy it right if they're doing uh gym, if they're doing uh you know uh somersaults off the uh hobby horse um you're doing and you're just laying there that's not fair <laughs> you know <laughs> you're not bringing to the uh the activity what it is that they're doing and the dismount <laughs> <laughs> 855-450-3733. It's what I always think of whenever I hear the the, the, uh, the casters go, and the dismount. <laughs> Free Talk Live. Check us out at freetalklive.com. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com 